Welcome back to Are You a Fan, where we explore individual characters from your favorite sci-fi, action, and fantasy genres. A big thank you to Moonbound Productions for supporting today's episode. If you would like to express your support, please like and share the show. Here's your hosts, Dick Rail and Joker. Uh, Shoutouts for this week. Uh, we got Bart Kevin Oz. Sorry, buddy. Uh, told me to read your TikTok name. TikTok names are difficult, and I'm dyslexic, so... And then we also got us. Who else? Ah, uh, yes, we also got Geeky underscore uh, Lima Bean. So these two were able to guess that it was Bullseye. One of them taking a bit of a shotgun approach to that, but uh, I allowed it. Yeah, I saw that. That was uh, that was entertaining. <laughs> okay, so uh, how's everybody doing out there? If you're listening, uh, give us a like, give us a follow. We could really use the uh, followers. I'm Dick Rail here with my co-host Joker. What's up? So Joker, this week Bullseye, what all we got on this dude? Real world, we have like nothing. <laughs> he has like no real world history compared to some of them. Yeah, like I, I can't even find any real. Yeah, like I, I can't even find any inspiration for where this character came from. Yeah, I didn't see any either at all. Uh, well, uh, let's go on. Uh, so the characters first appeared in uh, Daredevil, issue number 131, March 1976. Huh, very old, like a pretty old character. Can't forget that Daredevil's even that old. Same. <laughs> uh, created by writer Marv Wolfman and artist John Ramada Sir. Senior. Seen, okay, I was like, sir, was he a knight? You know, as uh, often as we've dealt with that abbreviation, you should know by now. I really, I really should. That's like the third one we've had in this in this uh, podcast. <laughs> and you screw it up every time. <laughs> I almost feel like it's going to become a running gag at this point. I kind of feel like it already is. <laughs> so the, bo- uh, the book also that he appeared in also featured art by Bob Brown and Klaus Johnson. But uh, Mar- Jansen, Jansen, oh yeah, Jansen. But uh, Marv Wolfman and artist John Remita Senior are the um, are the ones who created him and the main ones that uh, worked on him. So honestly, folks, it's kind of it for his real world. Yeah, real short, sweet, to the point, and that's it. Might touch on a few real world topics that were more integrated into his actual in-story universe stuff on as far as decision-making and story plots, but we'll get to that as we get to it. So, what we got? So, his name, um, where his real name and origins are a little bit unknown, but these are the two most used names by him. Was One is Benjamin Poindexter and Lester. So, the, po- the Poindexter, I just... That one, I know, is more of a recent one, and I think it's the one that shows up the most, because I know it's the one that showed up in the Daredevil TV show. Yeah, I I noticed that. I just... But Lester seems to be, even going off of the Marvel's um, fan page and, like, their official page, like, they credit Lester being his name. Like, they're all over the place. What's this dude's name? They don't even have an answer. From my research, they're kind of all over the place on what this dude just is. <laughs> and uh, we'll be talking about that as we go. 
Uh, no, nah, I just love uh, the the uh, Point Dexter. I just feel like I feel like whoever made that name was doing a play on words with Point Dexter. Yeah, it probably was. I don't know, just thought it was kind of a cute little thing. He here's some aliases he has gone by. He has gone by Daredevil, Hawkeye, and Ronin. Which two of them we do go over a little bit more later on. Okay, but so. Ronan did, didn't have any information on that or why he picked it up, when he picked it up. Yeah, he and, was just amongst the list of Ronan users. And arguably, I uh, didn't even find that in my research. So, like, yeah, that's uh, had to be a real, probably a one issue thing. I think it was, and yeah, and uh, I barely found what I did, and there were a couple others that I cut out because I'm like, there's, I can't find zero proof. So I, was, I didn't really want to add things that were like, I can't guarantee that's actually true or not. True, and generally we try to be as honest, and we are very upfront when we are just guessing at things. So that, that yeah, good call, good call on your part. Uh, so let's go a little bit into what may or may not be his backstory here. Uh, so Bullseye, or Point Dexter, uh, he lived with his brother and their abusive father. And possibly a mother. That part keeps getting changed around a bit in his history. Uh, when he was 10 years old, his brother started a fire in their home in an unex- unsuccessful attempt to kill their father. Huh. Seems like a trope in, uh, in villains. Well, of course. I mean, it's like the whole tragic backstory for the heroes, too. It's True. all the same for the other side. and True, true. I, I can see that. Law villains got a lot of abusive parents and want them dead and have the initiative to do it. And usually that's the best thing to create a villain is an abusive parent. Mm, accurate. So Bullseye was placed in a foster home and became a baseball player in high school. That is the actually, as far as his backstory goes, that's the most solidified thing is he once played baseball. Yeah. So... While he was playing baseball, he was an extremely talented pitcher and was offered a scholarship, but instead he opted to enter the minor leagues. After three games, he was called up to play a sold-out major league game. He had sur- uh, surrendered no hits the entire game, and in the bottom of the ninth, with two outs, he became bored, requested to get pulled out by the coach. Uh, the coach refused and insisted he finish the game. The opposing team's batter mocked him, accusing him of cowardice. You know, that's never a good idea with <laughs> in a villain's backstory. You're never right. good to have someone mocking him. Uh, Bullseye would proceed to throw the ball at his head, killing him. As the ball struck, he only said, Bullseye. <laughs> and he was then barred from any professional baseball and convicted of manslaughter. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like there might have been some premeditation in there too, but, you know. I think that's how he got manslaughter over just some of the other... True, they taught, they had a good lawyer, had a good lawyer. So this is one of his retcons on a pre- of his previous story, which depicts Bullseye growing up as a below-average student in a trailer park with an alcoholic, physically abusive father. In this version of events, Bullseye fakes his father's suicide using a handgun set off by a toy arrow. So it's still kind Damn. of the whole... Abusive father... Kills Somehow the dad dies, quote-unquote. son, one of the sons. So not a whole lot changed, but I think the one that definitely seemed to stick around as a, 
as a uh, re- reoccurring one was the fire. Yeah, which uh, as far as that even being a red, is that officially a red con, or did they just add that in there on like who knows? I feel like it's the second option because that seems to be this character is very similar to the Joker in the sense of he has told multiple people his backstory, and every time. It is slightly Good. but significantly different. And that is something we slightly touch on a little bit later, too. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, okay. His uh, cold demeanor and unique skills, however, meant subsequent uh, recruitment by the National Security Agency as an assassin was inevitable. So basically, instead of just sending him to jail for manslaughter, they're like, yo, dude, I saw what you, could, I saw what you did to that kid. How'd you like a job? <laughs> I feel like he probably still went to jail before before this. It just never really specified in his story at all. I mean, that's possible. Because uh, it doesn't say when this happened, when he got recruited by the NSA. Just said that he did. Okay. Like, a lot of his story, it, it has no actual time to his backstory. And even in the comics, characters tend to have a tough time trying to figure that out themselves. So the only time he really has any dates behind anything is when he actually becomes the costume dare, uh, bullseye. Yep. Okay, well. So, later on, he, while working with the NSA, he would later attempt to con various organized crime leaders in Colombia, but failed due to the Punisher. After the Punisher killed the crime bosses with an explosion that Bullseye would barely escape, the two would get into a, a pretty grueling fight. It appears uh, during that fight, Bullseye would wound Punisher and use blood, uh, blood-reddened mud to paint a bullseye on his head to mock the Punisher's inability to hit him. The fight would end when uh, DA agents arrive and the Punisher... What? Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. Okay, Punisher fled, and Bullseye would return him, or uh, would turn himself in. Which I mean, you know, as beat up as he probably was, not probably not the worst idea. I don't know. From from reading that section of the story, it didn't sound like he ended up with a lot of anything from that, except for maybe the explosion. Like True. the Punisher couldn't shoot him; he kept dodging him. Which is quite impressive because we've covered the Punisher and Punisher's like pretty good with a weapon. Like he's nothing to scoff at. I mean, if nothing else, he's praising praise a lot. True, true. Which you know, you're gonna hit something. But but I do kind of like that's kind of the first time he kind of takes on that bullseye on the forehead, like that becomes synonymous with him. That is like a. I mean, I don't know if it was intentional, but that's kind of a cool foreshadowing thing. I feel like that was when they made that story. They're like, this is going to foreshadow his later costume. Costume, and then uh, we'll get more into detail about the symbol in a bit here. Uh, so let's go. Let's move on. All of the above points were given by Bullseye to the U.S. intelligence during interrogation. Uh, just prior to his escaping custody, he would confess some or all of his story was made up to amuse himself. For example, he claims he was the one who set the fire to his childhood home and his capture was his plan to gain access to the prison where his father was being held and would get revenge, leaving him to burn again. 
Yeah, from what I know of, this time it actually killed him. This is, seems to be the one of the two ways he ends up killing his father that seemed to be the one that stuck the most. Which? Because there's another one where his dad was a, a terrorist and well, he ended up fighting through some people and burning him then too. And there's another one where his dad actually uh, becomes a supervillain and kidnaps Bullseye to have his brain swapped into Bullseye because Bullseye burns him when in this prison situation and he wanted revenge on his son. Yep. So yeah, his story is all over the place. And at this point, from what I saw, Marvel's just like, it's like, so which one of these is right? And Marvel's like, yes. Which would be fine if it didn't have like the third one you talked about where he swaps bodies and it takes place very different time and later on. The rest of them, if they all kind of have the same roughly time period like the first two did, it wouldn't be as bad. Because this uh, third story, if I remember correctly, it was because it was actually this prison thing. He goes, leaves his father burn in that, but his father somehow survives and gets a gang together to get bullseye, swap out brains. Doesn't work, and we will actually discover why it doesn't work later on in this uh, in this episode. Oh, well, as I hope you know what you're talking about. I that actually was not written down at all. Oh, it is not written down, but I'll explain it when okay. we get there. <laughs> so now we get to get into his actual costumed career as a supervillain. Ooh, where. One of his first times, he would battle and defeat Daredevil at a circus in, in order to establish his reputation as an extortionist. Which, you know, if you're going to go costume villain, why why not circus? Just Yeah, it kind of fits. It really does. Um, shortly after, Daredevil, by chance, overheard him in the mist, no, midst. Midst? I can't say that word. Uh, in the middle of an extortion attempt and captures him. There we go. <laughs> Bullseye is later hired by Maxwell Glenn to kill Matt Murdock and Foggy Nelson. And uh, Daredevil interferes with protecting himself and his friend because Daredevil is Matt Murdock. Although Bullseye wins again and Daredevil escapes death. Yeah, they fought a lot of times, but in the beginning, Bullseye actually beat Daredevil up. Uh, like, two out of three times, Bullseye won those fights. Which makes sense, because a lot of times in the stories, the villain will come out on top the first couple meetings. Which, Because yeah. they don't quite learn their abilities yet, of, or the superhero doesn't quite learn the villain's plans, tricks, ways they fight, their weaknesses. True, which It takes them a few times. It's a solid trope to work on. Oh, yeah. Especially uh, because the circus one, if I remember correctly, too, Daredevil definitely lost that fight because he was also concerned about the performers and the uh, audience members. Yeah, which makes sense. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, Bullseye's professional reputation is damaged as a result. Seeking to regain his credibility, he challenges Daredevil on live television, but is soundly defeated. My God, this guy really had a thing for the media stuff, and that I did—I was just was not expecting from an assassin. I mean, at this time, he's not yet really an assassin. Uh, he's just that extortionist and criminal, and he's trying to make a name for himself. True, true. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, fair, fair. So, keeping with Daredevil and trying to bait him out, 
Uh, Bullseye would hire Eric Slaughter's gang to kidnap the Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff, to bait Daredevil into a revenge bout. Daredevil would defeat him again, and and the despair of his repeated humiliation drives him into a mental breakdown. Which is kind of his running trope from then on, that he is insane. Yes, uh, which, I mean... you could probably tell he was insane the day he uh, literally killed a guy on the baseball field with a with a baseball. That's not exactly. I a, wouldn't really put that as insane because that's just lashing out at somebody mocking you. That's not really insanity. That's. I, I feel like what makes it insane is the level of calmness he did it with. Nah, I wouldn't even put it to that. That's still a pretty normal human reaction. Perhaps. I don't know. Guys, guys seems batshit to me, like all around. I mean, later on, yes. But again, you know, his story of him killing a dude with a, maybe killing him with a baseball is a little extreme, but him reacting like that, lashing out at somebody, mocking him, calling him a coward, yeah, that's pretty standard. Uh, that tracks. <laughs> I mean, to an extent, but I, I would have... Uh, you know, maybe personally, I would just struck the guy out and been like, suck it. Instead of being like, I'm going to end this man's whole life. Yeah, but that's you. That doesn't really say anything for the rest of the human population. True, fair. I like my victims to be alive when I humiliate them. I don't know what that says about me. But anyway, moving yeah, on. We're not going into that one. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was said this was caused by a tumor but later was a uh, redcon which actually and this shows the level of um, attentiveness that the comic book uh, companies generally have and the writers have with their audience they had made it a tumor because they didn't they thought he was too cold they thought he was too psychotic and they're like we need to you know give him a reason why he's not and the fans were like yeah no we don't want to feel sympathy with this guy that literally takes the menace away like yeah, like you're not supposed to be able to feel for except for select villains you're not supposed to feel for them and sympathize with them yeah like a villain who's doing it doing all the wrong things for the right reasons can be sympathized with but a guy who's literally just trying to extort and kill people what what, no no okay he would uh become kingpin's right hand but later be replaced by electra causing him to kill her to reclaim his spot yeah that was (laughs) A whole lot of a story, because that was actually like a full-on comic issue. Yep, of him fighting her, and similar Which, to like the really crappy movie, would kill her with using her own size. You know, it's actually quite amazing. As bad as the Daredevil movie was, how accurate they got to certain details of the comic. Right. Like, as I was going through this guy's history, I just kept having flashbacks to that horrible movie. And I'm like, oh my god. For as much shit as we give that movie, like, they were on point with the comic. Yeah. And honestly, this point alone, every time when I was trying to figure out what villain to do for Marvel, every time Bullseye came up, it was always this comic. Because, I mean, it's kind of brutal. You're yeah. Killing one, a woman in the, the universe. Two, you're killing her with her own weapon. And on top of that, she is, at this point, a love interest of Daredevil. Yep. Like she had, at this point, the audience has formed an emotional attachment to this character. So it was a pretty big comic issue. Yeah, I imagine so. On top of the fact, fun little uh, detail I found out: 
he finds out that she is the Kingpin's right hand from the Punisher. That doesn't surprise me. Because they're in prison together. <laughs> and that's when Bullseye's like, wait, 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 you're telling me he replaced me? Nah, I need to get out of here. Yeah, and this also shows, or is beginning really to a very long trope of him and Kingpin. Oh my god, that is uh, that is a long-running joke at this point in the comics. Which is like the next four points almost. <laughs> well, let's get into it. Uh, Kingpin requests he kill Daredevil, but he would not only fail, but also be paralyzed after being dropped by Daredevil from atop a telephone wire. Huh. Oddly specific spot well it was something to do with the fight they were in and that's where they happened to be at the time but i also figured to go into more detail before the next point of why certain things were done to him okay he no just oddly telephone wire they i really want to read that issue i want to know how two grown possibly over 200 pound men ended up fighting on telephone wire oh it makes me wonder if they're actually on top of it for more than a substantial time. Ah, true, true. Or if it was just kind of a temporary, hey, we're on this wire, you're getting pushed off now. I, I could see that. Uh, so, yeah, on that, uh, he would eventually have his bones laced with adamantium to fix him by Japanese scientist Lord Darkwind. This would lead to him... Uh, this would lead him to gain... Nope. Ah, uh, damn. Uh... This would lead him to again try to become Kingpin's chief assassin and go after Daredevil again and would end up in prison for several years. So this is the point I was talking about. In the issue where his father, you find out he survived the prison Mm -hmm. assassination attempt from Bullseye. He gets the gang to replace their minds. His bones are laced with adamantium. It prevents them from being able to, his literal skull is laced with it. It prevents them from being able to drill in and swap the synapses of the brain. Okay. That's where that, that, yeah, that was like a little fun detail that I found out. Nice. But yeah, that, that kind of goes back to the point I was trying to make too, is like them trying to say, you know, what's, when did his dad die? And they're like, yes. Wouldn't be so bad if this one didn't take place so much later than the other two times that his dad supposedly died. Yeah. And like if they all happened in the same t- roughly the same period, then it makes sense for the decision to be like, yes, and not give a time. But when one of them takes place so much longer or so much later, it, it, they need to decide one or the other. True, true. But uh, still like an interesting thing. Also, just kind of a funny like, like dad just keeps like, what is your deal, bro? <laughs> well, you know, when your son is trying to kill you multiple times, you know. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'd straight up murk my kids if they tried that. For anybody out there who was looking for a responsible father, I am not the one. Uh, No, definitely not. Um, (laughs) So after breaking out of said prison that he ended up in, he would actually end up fighting Captain America. And then he would fight one of Cap's villains, uh, Crossbones, while attempting to assassinate Red Skull in yet another attempt to regain his position with Kingpin. Yeah, this is a a long-running trope in in his uh, whole character. Is him really doing a lot of stuff and fighting people and killing people just to attempt to be uh, Kingpin's chief assassin again? Which, I mean... I don't think he ever actually regains the spot, to be honest. 
I don't know. I never found that out. I think he does at certain points, uh, continuity-wise, because I know Daredevils, or I know um, he's faced off against a few superheroes who have gone after Kingpin because he's he's bodyguarded for Kingpin in those situations. So it's definitely a. I I feel as though he's a placeholder. I feel as though I he's. I think that's all he is. I feel as though he is Kingpin's right hand in the sense of anytime one of Kingpin's right hands goes down, he knows that this guy simps for him so hard, <laughs> he can call him up like, hey, Bullseye, what are you doing tonight? And he, Bullseye's going to be like, I'll be right there. He friend zoned Bullseye. <laughs> oh my God, he completely did. <laughs> Such a weird way to think about it, but an accurate one. It really is, because he's got him in that zone of, you know, I don't want you, but well, I'll call you when I do. Because Kingpin I'll is... I'll keep you on that, that line. Which is also accurate, because Kingpin is known to kill his people for failing. And he never kills Bullseye. So I feel like he... Because I also feel Kingpin does that, because most of the other people Kingpin works for are there because of money. They yeah. will turn on Kingpin on a dime if they have to. Bullseye clearly has proven that he will die for Kingpin. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was, that was uh, very entertaining to read how many times or how many events were related only to him trying to get that job back. Insane. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, he would take up the mantle of Daredevil. When he found he lost his memory, he would try and take advantage of this to ruin Daredevil's image. To which Daredevil, issue number 290, Daredevil would take up Bullseye's mantle to fight back. Yeah, apparently he... I don't remember. I went into a little bit of detail with it. I, I want to say Daredevil regained some of his memory. Yeah. And yeah, he decided to grab Bullseye's costume. and Well, because well, the problem with that too, because I looked a bit into it... Um, this shows like how fractured Bullseye's psyche is. At a certain point, Bullseye actually started to believe he was Daredevil. It wasn't an act for him. Oh, yeah, but that's kind of the trope when the villain tries to take over the hero's mantle half the time. True, but it was one of those, like, you know, when Daredevil confronted him and tried to be like, dude, you're not me. He's like, what are you talking about? Of course I'm Daredevil. And that, so he literally had to turn into Bullseye to kind of jolt him out of the situation. Oh, yeah. But I still thought it was just funny that they basically just swap costumes. Like, we're going to have this fight anyways. <laughs> it is kind of a funny little thing that they did there. Uh, he would join the Dark Avengers during the scroll invasion and receive costume and name of Hawkeye. That's when he picked up that moniker. Okay. And, and like it didn't seem like a very long-term one either, to it be honest. It wasn't. I do believe he had dealings with Deadpool during that time, too. Uh, I believe so. And, uh, yeah, no, that was a unique run because, like I said, this he is the Joker of the Marvel Universe in the sense of on that team of villains that uh, the government built during the Scroll invasion and then also during, Cap, uh, during the Civil War series, he was part of a a group of villains. The other villains didn't like to work with him because he was so psychotic and so prone to emotional outbursts and rages. Oh, yeah. I mean, but you always got to have one of those villains. Yeah. But it was like, it was similar to the concept of like any team that's worked with the Joker. Oh yeah. The Joker's always the one on the team that everybody's like, why is he here? Like, I mean, he's good at what he does. Yeah. But why him? Yep. 
And also, you know, a little fun fact here before we move on. I just randomly found this on the um, on the uh, fan, official fan page. He's colorblind. Where? Because I never saw it anywhere. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I have it right here. Oh. Uh, hmm. That's why I didn't look in there. Yeah, just a rant. It was literally the smallest detail I found on on that. Like, no real going into it. Just That's kind of why I added it, though. It's just a fun little... Like, hey, by the way, guy's colorblind, I guess. Okay. Yeah. A little fun fact I found. Okay. Now his weapons and skills. Which I'm glad you went I, you went back and added more detail. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I kind of did what I did with the Punisher on that one. I'm just like, because I did kind of go into detail. I'm like, you know, Olympic athlete, you know, Marvel, all that. No, but didn't. I'm like. You, you just copy and pasted it. I, yeah. He didn't go into any detail. True, true. Actually, that's completely <laughs> what I did. But I did, I, I did just the weapons thing. I'm just like any projectile. Yep. Which I added because there are some fun ones that he has used. True. Um. But so is his abilities. He is Olympic physical condition, uh, conditioning. He's a master acrobat, master marksman, master martial arts, and proficient in pretty much every weapon. Not quite all of them, but pretty close. I'd like to add some details on that. Uh, as far as the Olympic uh, physical condition, I found I did find out he can bench press 300 pounds. Cool. And uh, as far as the... I tried to... It took me forever. I had to go to several websites to find out what martial art he's even trained in. But it's karate is the main one. I was on that main... Because that was part of what you copy and pasted. Was that it was karate. <laughs> Yeah, that took me forever to find that because everywhere just kept saying he's a martial, he's an expert martial artist. I'm like, can you give me one martial art? Even the main or the regular wiki even said that. <laughs> Wasn't that hard to find? Oh, okay. Uh, what? Well, you you uh, you did the research on this one, so I'll give you the glory of reading off this fun list of stuff. Well, we're not quite at that one yet. Oh. Um, but aside from throwing projectiles. He's used some of the other items like knives, shurikens, uh, size, uh, saber, and Daredevil's billy club. And has also used the sword firearms. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Because it's kind of like his, one of the aliases he used, Hawkeye, he's pretty efficient with any weapon that can be thrown, shot, or anything like that. He can pretty accurately hit a target. Oh, yeah. Slight different. The only real difference is... um. Bullseye is n- at no point ever considered a metahuman. And that oh, yeah, he's, he's definitely just a normal human. Just a normal human with insane skill. Yeah. Well, our Hawkeye is actually a subclass of mutant. Okay. So, uh, some of the common items uh, uh, Bullseye has used in, and made into weapons include an apple, ashtray, CDs. <laughs> uh, he's used change, a coffee pot, a cross golf balls, <laughs> hairbrushes, a hubcap. Uh, this is my favorite one. Paper airplanes. Yep. Uh, paper clips, playing cards, a plastic baby, <laughs> uh, rosary beads, toothpick, vases, a poodle, and his own teeth. Oh, God. I, I actually w- found the poodle somewhere else. I don't remember where it was, but it wasn't in the original list. The poodle? <laughs> I remember he actually uses a poodle... To throw, I believe it was the comic where he takes on Venom at one point. He throws a poodle into Venom's eye. (laughs) 
But just the fact that he throws a poodle is entertaining as hell. Right? Kind of messed up, but... And the uh, the airplane's impressive because he shatters glass when he uses that. That's impressive that he can get a paper airplane to shatter glass. Yep, he hits the glass at the complete perfect angle and velocity, which, you know, makes no sense really. I want to know what he used to make this paper airplane. Right? Because that's got to be everything. Because, sure, you can throw it at the perfect speed, velocity, angle, but if it's a normal paper airplane, it's not going to do anything. Yeah. What kind of paper was he using? They caught uh, the toothpick. I know he ca- he causes a like a pile up on the highway by crashing a semi with that. That is amazing. Like so, the guys like got skill. He's and there were definitely a lot more on that list. I just thought some these were some of the more interesting ones. Oh, definitely. He uh, actually the tooth thing is because when he's been in prison, that they generally have to keep him fully strapped down. They feed him liquid foods because they don't want to risk him like getting anything solid out of his feces. Which he once killed a man by using his fro- own frozen feces. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, this guy's insane. But yeah, he broke the he broke his own teeth because they took everything away from him. And he's like, oh, oh, I got something. Yeah, and I guess he's even used them during fights when people punch his teeth out. Yep. It's just, it's crazy the stuff he's throwing at people. <laughs> as far as the uh, symbol on his forehead, too... Um, the, he eventually does end up with a scar on his forehead in the shape of the bullseye because Daredevil carves it into his skull after he had dropped him off of that uh, rooftop. Yep. Or off of that. He used a stone to carve it in. Yeah. Kind of re- reminiscent, uh, well, I guess a foreshadow of the scene from Inglorious Bastards. Kind of, yeah. That's all that reminded me of when I read that. I'm like, I'm like damn, these guys were doing Quinn Tarantino before Quinn Tarantino. Probably where we got the idea. Probably. But, um, yeah, what else we got now? Uh, a surprisingly short list of appearances compared to the others. It really actually is. Because he's only shown up in one TV show, and that was portrayed by Wilson Bethel in the third uh, season of the Daredevil Netflix show. He's only been in one movie. When he was uh, portrayed by Colin Farrell in the 2003 Daredevil film, where apparently they requested Farrell keep his Irish a- Irish accent and gave Bullseye an Irish background, which was unique. Which I kind of liked because it was a little unique, and I mean, it, I don't feel like that was detrimental to the character, so it didn't really hurt anything. Yeah, I mean, like he grew up in the Bronx, from what I remember, but honestly, yeah, he, yeah that was a point you completely just skipped over. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. That was my bad. But he grew up in the Bronx. But arguably, though, also just being an Irish trailer trash guy from Ireland, like Ireland has trailer parks too. So it really making him assume. making him Irish doesn't really change the character all that much. Besides giving him a unique accent. Yeah. So it still works. In which, in that movie, the scar on his head is the only thing they kept from his comic look. Yep. Everything else was entirely changed. But they did keep his insane, just random items killing well, yeah. people. I mean, just the Which, looks, though. Oh, looks-wise, yeah. Which And all- they, they did make a joke about a costume, though. Yeah. Where he asked if he was going to get a fancy costume. I want a bloody costume. <laughs> Which, honestly, as a kid, when I saw that scene, I'm like, yes! And then the next scene, I'm like, where's the costume? Right. That was a very big letdown as a kid. It really was. 
Uh, so yeah, we got yeah one bad comic book movie. And uh, what else we got here? Game appearances? You only got a, a handful of them, too. Huh. So he appears in the Game Boy Advance Daredevil game. He was a prominent villain in one of the Punisher games, because Punisher had two that were named Punisher, so I don't even know which one for sure. I believe it was the first one, and as somebody who played through that, he's a pain-in-the-ass boss fight. Um, Can't get an aim on him. <laughs> So it was kind of like the Punisher. So all it they was, did was re- re- recreate their fight. It literally was, and it irritated me <laughs> the heck out of me when I played it. Um, he does show up in the first and second Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Um, he's in the first and second Lego Marvel superheroes. Yes, another. And yeah, that was what I thought of when I saw Lego. I'm like, of course he is. Right? So it's another to the Marvel list of everyone in it. Yep. Um, and he's also in various mobile hand games and, fa- and a Facebook game. I have. I wasn't listing those out because there are I, too many of them. I don't blame you, but, uh, you know, the ads you see on the Facebook. I, I've seen him. Oh, yeah. Advertised on a few I of mean, them. Similar to the Lego games, most most everybody's in the mobile games. I mean, because it's also one of those, why not? It's a exactly. mobile game. Like, you can just keep adding stuff that, to that. And the best way to make get people to play your games is to add as many people as you can. Exactly. And especially just doing it over time, just slowly adding different characters works perfectly. Yep. But yeah, no, he, uh, cause actually when I was doing the research of the character, I had thought to myself, cause what I like generally like to do is any character I research. I like to go and watch their movies or shows to kind of get into the feel of the character. And I was thinking about the cartoons. I'm like, he doesn't appear in a single cartoon. He really doesn't. Like he has that one, one TV show and one movie. Yeah. And the TV show is so new or so recent. Yeah. Like it, it, it blows my mind. And it, it blows my mind because he's... Daredevil appears in a lot of these. And Bullseye is such a main staple Rose Gallery character for Daredevil that it shocks me that in any incarnation of Daredevil, he's never really shown up besides the movie and the Netflix show. Yeah, it's insane. Really is. I mean, we got characters in certain Avenger cartoons like uh, freaking Reaper, who nobody knows. Heck, we had to question some some movies and shows that yeah. nobody knows him. Exactly, and we can't get Bullseye. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, no. Uh, there you go, folks. That's Bullseye. Uh, if you can piece together his backstory, more power to you. Because clearly, we could barely do it. <laughs> I don't think Marvel can do it. <laughs> and they're the ones who made them. So, yep. Y'all have a good one. For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, a comic, cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time, you're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.